Welcome. This is a podcast for those who are curious about spiritual direction. My name is Kimberly Pelletier. And I'm Samuel Ogles. And we are glad you're here. You may be here because you have heard about spiritual direction and you're curious. Maybe you're in spiritual direction and you're familiar with it, but you want to know more. Or you're a spiritual director, maybe a pastor or a therapist or a friend journeying with someone, and you really want to hear someone else's perspective on the spiritual journey. Well, you're in a good place because this is a podcast, not of questions and answers, but of questions and explorations. Welcome to episode five of the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast, where we are exploring the question, can I know God's will in a specific circumstance of my life? So how can I know God's will in a specific circumstance of my life? Samuel, what do we do? Yeah. Well, this is a small question, so it should take only a minute. This is going to be the shortest episode. (laughs) I was really glad to see this question come through, mm-hmm. um, just because it's so common. I think, and mm-hmm. on it, and like I have like wondered that in the past few months too. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, how do I discern this? I recently had like a, a job change, and so mm-hmm. I was trying to discern. Okay, what's the next step? Where do I feel called? Um, you know, do you do the practical? Do you do the idealistic and all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I know God's will in a specific circumstance? So we would call that discernment, mm-hmm. right? That's that would sort of be the use the word we would use discernment. How do you discern being called here or or there or a third mm-hmm. way? And as the question stated, if you don't mind me jumping in, yeah, please. I mean, this exact question, you know, from the listener was, you know, in a specific instance, like should I take this job or buy that car or date that person? Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking just real day-to-day, yeah. big and small things. Yeah, yeah. generic discernment, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I think for me, it's easier to start by what discernment um, is not mm-hmm. or ways to not discern. <laughs> so one principle that I love because it was so... Um, it was so life-changing for my, my discernment mm-hmm. was when... I learned God will never speak to you through fear. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's not going to make you so scared of something that it'll frighten you in the right direction, (laughs) which I think is what I used to like subconsciously think, Um, you know, discerning big life things. Oh, if I don't do that, like I'll never amount to anything, Mm -hmm. you know, so I guess I better do it. I I don't think that's how I think I've learned. And a lot of other people have said, that's not how God speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be one. I also don't think I, there are cases where God gives a word for you to someone else mm-hmm. and I can't deny that that is possible and has happened, mm. but I'm really skeptical of it. And so I, mm. I caution people to also have a healthy skepticism when someone says, Hey, God told me, uh, we're supposed to date, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or God yeah. told me that you yeah. really need to stop doing X or mm-hmm. something like that. It's fine if they feel like um, they've been praying, they've been discerning, they want to share something. But mm-hmm. it, I would just say be 
have a healthy skepticism of anyone who's sort of discerning for you. <laughs> right. 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 Um, because discernment is personal and as mm-hmm. spiritual directors, we believe everyone has access to the Holy Spirit, yeah. the divine, the direction that they um, need themselves. Mm-hmm. So those are, that's kind of where I would start. Do you have other? Mm. You know, if we're starting from that angle. Yeah. Yeah, that God doesn't direct through. Yeah, other cautions fear, or yeah. um, misconceptions, maybe. This that God doesn't direct through just guilt, mm. right? Like, mm. Say I'm more about that. Guilt you into feeling um, like so bad about yourself that you um, basically I feel guilty if I don't do this. So I guess I should. This must be what God wants me to do. Mm. Not that the caveat would be saying that not that guilt doesn't have a role to play. Mm. Like if I steal someone's money and I feel guilty, that could very potentially be the Holy Spirit. A conscience. Yeah. (laughs) I have an awareness, right. I am conscious of my, uh, my wrongdoing and Mm -hmm. I need to make amends. Right. Mm. Um, so not that there is never any way that we are being guided through guilt, but Mm. I mean, in a discerning type situation, Mm. um, I don't see any evidence scripturally or in my own experience or in walking with others um, or even in healthy psychology that um, guilt is a, is a, a real um, a real wise way to make a decision mm. nor a way that I've seen God move. Right. Others. Yeah. And yeah. if you think about big life decisions like moving cross country, right. getting married, you would, it seems a little more obvious, I think, in those cases yeah. to go, oh yeah, I shouldn't get married to this person because I feel guilty not to. Right, right. right. Probably not a good foundation. Right. Yeah. And, but there are smaller decisions or different, like even, a, you, I know you just, like you said, you went through a job change and, and not that people want to go into a job they don't want, but there is that sludge of uh, some sort of Christian asceticism um, mm. that's a little off. You know, that says if it is harder, if it is a little worse, or if it is something, it might be what God's lead me to. Yes. And um, I would wholeheartedly reject that. Mm. And not that God would, um, or we may just never be led into something difficult. Hello, Jesus Christ, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, there's a good example. Sometimes we're led into something very, very difficult. Yeah. But um, that that just doesn't automatically make it the way that we should be going. Yeah, that's a good word. And I I think the church is uh, often sort of unknowingly um, pushes that or Mm -hmm. or imparts that, maybe unwittingly Mm -hmm. kind of imparts that. And uh, I've heard people say in terms of the Enneagram, which you and I both love, mm-hmm. that uh, you know the church tends to push sort of like a view of an Enneagram one who's doing all the things, mm-hmm. trying so hard, trying to achieve perfection, mm-hmm. right? Just run the race, um, more like the rat race. Right. Or the Enneagram two energy that's like, I'll just be a martyr. Mm-hmm. I'll take it all on, mm-hmm. no matter how crushing it is for me and my soul. Yeah. I'll just do it because that's, quote unquote, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, I think those things are, are pretty common to feel. Yeah. And not the best guides for discernment. Right. But sometimes uh, someone's only tool, right? Unless yeah. we are learning to cultivate discernment and cultivate a, a life of discernment, cultivate what it means. Mm. What are the tools? Are there tools? You mean yeah. there's tools? There's ways I can think about this? Right. I mean, spiritual direction has been by far and away one of the most powerful tools for me in discernment. Because I learned there were other tools. There were other questions to ask. Yeah. There were ways to bring uh, my own 
my body into decision making. Like, and as someone like we've talked about on other podcasts, like other episodes, you know, who's experienced trauma or panic or PTSD, mm. like, oh wow, I can use my body as a tool in discernment. Mm-hmm. I can use um, just my my weariness as a tool in discernment. I can mm. I can use my um, really anything that's going on in my life right now mm. as can be fodder, if you will, for discernment. Um, mm. That there is that this idea of discernment has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and I think Ignatian spirituality has been um, a really helpful piece for me, the idea of consolation and desolation. Um, when have I felt, when do I feel a sense of, um, I mean, this is really nuanced. Ignatian spirituality goes way into that, but just the mm. base level, um, you know, when have I felt, um, when I feel a movement toward God or a movement away from God. Um, mm-hmm. All of these are tools in in using, um, in deciding, making decisions. And it's not just the first thought I had in mind after the question was asked. Right. Or not the thought I had when I was praying, necessarily. Not mm. that I wouldn't bring that into the discernment process. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can easily deceive ourselves through mm-hmm. fear not even realize I'm motivated by fear right now in mm. what I'm thinking or that I would make these decisions. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so yeah. there's just a lot. Right. Yeah. That. There is a lot. And, and so let's go into that. Yeah. But yeah. And we don't claim to be the world's number one and two experts on <laughs> right. discernment. So <laughs> right. these are two people's opinions, but right. yeah, I mean, I would say discernment is also like a muscle. So it's yes. something that you train mm-hmm. and grow and build over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to be great at it. I'm not mm-hmm. uh, awesome at it. And I think it takes work. And the more you do it, I think, uh, the more Definitely. clear um, or maybe just more the more peace you have about the voice that you're hearing mm-hmm. and the direction um, mm-hmm. you're hearing. So I think it's important to just note that. Give yourself some grace. Yeah. It, it, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say there are some uh, programs for discernment. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some tools or exercises that mm-hmm. can really lead us there. So prayer mm-hmm. is a really powerful one. I think spending time in prayer and that could take a number of different forms, but you mentioned Ignatian yeah. uh, spirituality. So something um, like the examine, the examine, which mm-hmm. would be an Ignatian uh, spiritual exercise mm-hmm. that kind of has a, a specific format and you could find that format online yeah, anywhere. Google it, yeah. um, but it's very simple mm-hmm. and you can do that. Um, it's something. Just a few questions, just to say it's a few mm-hmm. questions, maybe in the morning or at noon or at night. Yeah. Very simple questions. Where did I, where did yeah. I, yeah, move closer to God, further away. What, yeah, cause, you know. So it's some yeah. regular reflection, kind of builds in some regular reflection right. for you. Right. Um, I think journaling could be a tool, mm-hmm. something like Lexio Divina yeah. or centering prayer or yeah. meditation. Um, I think people might also find that get, by getting more in touch with their bodies, as you said. Mm-hmm. So I think that could look like getting out in nature or mm-hmm. um, if a yoga practice, practice mm-hmm. becomes a way for you to get in tune with your body and start kind of having a body knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's helpful. But uh, to get back to your point about, um, or to touch back on the Ignatian exercises, the benefit of that, a really strong one, is that it's over time. It's mm-hmm. consistent. So I think that's yeah. maybe another component of discernment is yeah. regularly checking in over time. Yeah. Um, just one instance isn't isn't a super strong indicator, right. at least for me. <laughs> but if I sit with it um, 
over the course of a couple hours, weeks, months, mm-hmm. or longer than uh, and you for sort of getting some, some consistency mm-hmm. in that message. I think you can feel a lot more yeah. sure. Yeah, and bringing that to some sort of community, whether that's a, mm. a friend and a spiritual director or a therapist or a pastor, or some sort of group, you know, not that you're not, not so that you can listen to them instead of you, but mm. so that they can help affirm your own process almost mm-hmm. or, or call into question. It seems like last time, you know, you, you did this, um, mm-hmm. you were kind of scared of the same thing. Mm. Are you, are you doing that same thing again this time? Mm. You know, questions like that, not um, questions when they are ultimately for your good, mm. but they mm-hmm. help call into, um, call into light your way of making the decision yeah. this time and maybe your motivation for making that decision this time. Yeah. Boy, you really light up every time you say that. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, you seem to be shoving it off so easily. I wonder if you should come back to that again. You know, just yeah. someone who's willing to see you, who, who, who's known you. Yeah. Um, so I'm hearing some familiarity, a yeah. group a group of person with familiarity with you, yeah. kind of knows you, um, and then noticing sort mm-hmm. of the ability to kind of notice Yeah, that so I think you. that community piece mm-hmm. um, really can help, along with all these really contemplative prayer experiences, yeah. um, to bring some things that are resonating in that to safe people mm. um, to say, does this sound, yeah. this is what I'm sensing, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a step in a direction that might surprise us. Yeah. Right? It can be often something that, oh, I didn't think this was going to come out of that, but this mm-hmm. is where I'm going now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say to the person mm-hmm. uh, who says, yeah, yeah, that's all Great, you know, mm-hmm. I'll do the examiner or, mm-hmm. for a year or something like that. Yeah. But how do I, in the moment, mm-hmm. uh, or once I make this, how do I know um, what's sort of like a quick and dirty? Mm. Is that even possible? <laughs> what would you, what would your reaction be to that? Oh, gosh, what are you having to make? I'm trying to think of a, <laughs> a scenario when you're having to make a, a, a this decision that quickly. yeah on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, because hopefully if it's like, will you marry me? It's like, you've right, hopefully right. had some time to think about that. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, other markers maybe for you. There were some other you. things along the way you might have missed if you're completely, yeah. and if you're completely unsure, then you say, I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, you know, I mean, I think like Paul says, I, I you know, I have to, I'm clear in my conscience, like, mm. and, and, and that, and so there's a the piece that we just, I have to be clear with myself um, not clear as in clarity. I just have to know I'm not, I'm not making my decision in malice, you mm-hmm. know, um, or, or in envy or anything. Any yeah, of those, you're like, being clear-eyed about yourself, right? And then, um, and then the second thing is really there's just an element of trust, mm. <laughs> like I, taking off for sh- that for sure. There is a right or wrong at this moment, mm. and you better hit the right button or that floor is dropping out from under you, mm. and you are sucked down into that hole, and the rest of your life is going to go to hell totally. in a handbasket, totally. right? Um, and the pressure of those moments, the pressure of big moments, big longer decisions can feel like that, and um, and let alone those ones that feel like, oh my gosh, I've got a timeline. Like, I've got to answer this in three days or three hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But ultimately to know that like this whole, that grand story is about me knowing God's love and knowing it's, it's about me knowing God's love and experiencing God and connecting with that. And so however I make this decision, as long as I'm not making this in malice or knowing some sort of, you know, bad, you know, like I'm not doing it with ill in my heart, like mm-hmm. this too will be a place that that God will speak, even if this does not turn out exactly like I thought it would mm-hmm. or exactly like, I mean... There is a decision I made um, uh, nearing 20 years ago that it still haunts me because it ended so, so, so bad. Mm. Um, I feel like I look back and go, clearly, that was not the right thing. Mm. And I mean, like, I hardcore felt like it was the right thing in that place. At the time. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. And I was journaling and I was praying and all of these things. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just knew that I knew. And I fell headlong into the worst season, one of the worst seasons of my life. Wow. And um, it threw me. I mean, mm-hmm. about five or six years after that, it threw me into a spiritual funk for several years mm-hmm. of like, I don't even know if people hear God. I don't know. I mean, it was right. just really, really serious. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't pray anymore. I mean, I went through a couple of years. I'm like, I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm not going to pray. I believe God's here with me. Mm. I just can't quite venture into that anymore. So, I mean, mm. these discernment things, they're no joke, right? I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. our life is almost hanging on the line and mm. we go, wow, where the were you, yeah, God? Because exactly. <laughs> I certainly thought you were here and kind of clearly you weren't. Yeah. And, um, and so... I have had to obviously do a lot of work around that mm-hmm. um, and around that around that season and around that decision yeah. and then around how it played out and the fallout that mm. I've had from my life, the trauma that came from it and all of it mm. and going, wow, um, for one, how do I never do that again? Yeah. But two, um, where did I miss God in that? I mm. mean, genuinely, when I was finally ready I mean, it took me a good 10 years to be able to ask that question. Mm. Um, where did I miss God? And then, um, and then how, you know, how is God just, God really just still was with me. Right. I mean, God is, is Emmanuel. I yeah. Mean, there's always, God is ultimately with me. And yeah. now I don't want to, so I hope that doesn't sound too fatalistic in discernment. Like it doesn't matter because it does. Because when mm. we make good, healthy, wise decisions that are following the spirit, I mean, we can, it just, things can align in our life and they can open up and they can feel really great. And that's what we, what we want, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but to know that Emmanuel is still the final word. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. That Mm -hmm. reminds me, that was a point I wanted to be sure to make too. Mm -hmm. God is so, so patient Mm -hmm. with us. And even when we do get it wrong, and I think sometimes it can, it can feel like we did, even if we didn't. To, right. But even when yeah. we do say, you know, quote unquote, not choose maybe option A mm-hmm. on the table or something like that. God is so patient and so um, masterful at weaving the story mm-hmm. that it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're not, like you said, you don't have to fall down the hole because right. you missed it. You missed the exit. So you're never getting off the right. road now. Right. Oh, all those terrifying analogies that right. just ripped me up for years. Right. Yeah. And I think that's right. often how we talk about it, yeah. which is we need to work on. But um, 
I mean, yeah, got a so-so patient that he's always weaving in, you know, mm-hmm. op- this, this next option mm-hmm. is fine. This is a good way to, you know what, right. this next option is fine. Right. And just over and over, God will endlessly do that. And like you said, yeah. meet you. God is never not there. Right. Um, God will always meet you mm-hmm. there. So I, like you said, discernment matters mm-hmm. and we don't want to put so much pressure that you feel like, um, stuck or paralyzed right. or for fear of choosing the wrong thing right. or that you feel like um, you're really taking your life in your hands by getting it wrong because yeah. um, that's just not how God works. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I had to boil down uh, discernment to a quick and dirty tip, this yeah. is sort of what I yeah. thought about um, before we record. And Kimberly, you and I don't talk about these questions right, before. Not at all. We know the question, but we don't talk about it yeah. before we record. Um, but what I had thought was um, something one of my teachers uh, said to me in a different context, but I think it applies here. It's basically, does this decision make you more open, more mm-hmm. honest, more real, more mm-hmm. awake, more loving? Mm-hmm. And if you feel a sense of that, it's, that's a good indication. Mm-hmm. You can't always say well, that's fine. That's the answer because, again, over time right. makes a difference. But if you're being led down that, I mean, you can you can do worse than going toward love, yeah. openness, right. honesty, right? Right. Um, so if you feel that, if you feel sort of a, a healthy lightness, I think mm-hmm. an authenticity mm-hmm. to your being, a, a goodness about it, I think that those are really good indicators. Yeah, that's a really a really important thing to remember and as we're talking i mean i know a lot of people obviously hold scripture as an important piece of discernment um and i know mm-hmm. we talked about lectio divina and yeah. that you know as a ways of listening um and you know there are various issues that people understand differently in scripture but if it's obviously contradictory to your understanding mm. um mm-hmm. of, of holy text then i would say yeah. um you know, there's some, there's a, that's kind of an easy one, but I feel yeah. like it needs to be said in the context of, of discernment. Um, right. You yeah. Know, cause, yeah. It calls for extra caution and scrutiny if it seems to be going against right. what your tradition has been saying. Not that right. it, there can't be new right. understandings, but mm-hmm. yeah, extra caution. Right. 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 And so that there's some, yeah, some space into the way you have traditionally respected yeah yeah scripture yeah absolutely i feel like this is a big topic i Mm -hmm. I feel like newsflash i don't know if you guys know this (laughs) i feel like it's a big topic but um i would say if you're listening to this and you have more questions about discernment we could probably go another thousand ways with this totally so to feel free to um they can fill out the form, right? Yes, they can fill out the form. Yep. Well, we have a form in our show notes. Yes. Always and all the time. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's open to anyone, religious or not, yeah. uh, however you identify, yeah. for honest questions about the spiritual journey. So. Yeah. 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 I'd be really interested to hear other questions mm-hmm. on discernment um, yeah. as well. Me too. Because I mean, I think part of it is I'm, if I'm sitting with a directee as a spiritual director talking about this. We're not going to be talking about ideas 
about how to discern. We will talk some about that if they want to know some specifics, but it's going to be actually discerning. We're going to be talking about their own story, their own hesitations, their own interests, their own joy, their own what is leading, what is actually leading them toward openness in this situation. Right. What are they sensing? How are they hearing the spirit? Right. Um, Which you yeah. and I can't provide right. on a podcast. Right. You need someone who's actually having exactly. the spirit work through them. Yeah. And so yeah. I just, yeah, I want to bring that to attention, I think. Yeah. yeah that this is, Good point. this space is to talk about those ways and ideas, but um, to do that with a spiritual director is really powerful, unique experience. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and Remember, this is a new podcast, so you could rate us or leave us a review in iTunes. That would be awesome. And it will let us know that you are enjoying listening to our questions and explorations. In fact, if you have a question that you would like to be answered on this show, you can click the link in the show notes and submit one there. You can also reach out to either of us individually. Our websites are in the show notes too. See you next time. Thank you.